You're listening to Trade Secrets, a podcast from Travel Weekly and Travel Age West. Thanks for tuning in. While you're at it, please check out our other podcasts, The Follow and Humans of Travel. Every week on The Follow, Travel Weekly's editors, journalists, and special guests will go behind the scenes of the biggest travel stories and trends. Each month, Humans of Travel features conversations with exceptional people in the industry who have compelling stories to share. Find them wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Jamie Peseda. And I'm Emma Weissman. And this is Trade Secrets, a podcast from Travel Weekly and Travel Age West, where travel advisors ask questions and we answer them. We decided to team up and create this podcast because Jamie and I spend a lot of time talking to travel advisors. And you have a lot of questions. We'll do our best to answer them here every other week with the help of a guest. And this week we've got not one, not two, but three guests here to talk about group travel. Amir Coughlin, Carol McKee, and Wendy Chambers of Gifted Travel Network. Welcome, ladies, and thanks so much for being here. So before we get into the dirt on group travel, tell us a little bit about yourselves and your agencies. Maybe we could start with you, Emer. Sure. Thank you. Nice to be here, everyone. Um, my name is Emer Coughlin. Um, my uh, agency is Celtic Hearts Travel. Uh, if you can tell, I'm originally from Dublin, Ireland, and I have a business partner who's also from Dublin, Ireland, Derbala, um, and we are the Classy Lassies. And uh, we all have done FIT and group travel primarily to Europe prior to COVID. <laughs> That's awesome. The Classy Lassies, I love that. How about you, Carol? Uh, my name is Carol McKee and my uh, company is McKee Travel. I have a specialty in groups and my groups have mostly previously been Pied Piper groups, although I've also done some destination weddings and some corporate events groups and that type of thing. But it's just me. And, and uh, my tagline is custom groups, concierge service. And although I often do FITs, a lot of my FIT clients spring out of my groups. Awesome. And Wendy? Great to be here. Thank you for including me. So my name is Wendy Chambers, and I am the chief travel designer, as I like to say, for Victory Travel. I'm based out of Westport, Connecticut. And what I do is I plan memorable and remarkable travel for individuals around the world, as well as host small group trips to wonderful destinations. I started this company in 2018 as my second career after 30 years in marketing. And I am going to stick with it despite everything that's happened over the last couple of years. It's just made it a lot more interesting to be a part of it. Wendy, I'm so glad to hear that, that you're going to stick with it. It's great to have you all in travel. And we have some questions for you. Actually, this week we have one question, but I think it's a, it's a meaty one. So we'll have a lot to talk about based on your experiences, the three of you. So Steph Katz of the travel superhero of the team travel agent Facebook group asks, what I'd love to hear is success stories step-by-step on travel advisor led group trips, not just, I did this stories, but here's how I did this stories. So before we get into this, I, I just wanted to share a little bit of background on the sales strategy that has been really helpful at Gifted Travel Network. Uh, Chief Sales Officer Vanessa McGovern and I spoke about this a few months ago. I'm going to go ahead and, uh, and link that in the show notes, the article that resulted. 
And traditionally, GTN advocated for that Pied Piper approach to group travel. You know, find your leader, they'll find your travelers. But that shifted during the pandemic to a come away with me strategy, encouraging advisors to market trips as agent-led to inspire confidence in potential travelers. And that, I believe, is exactly what the three of you have been doing. Great. So let's hear from Irma first. I think that we were first ones out of the gate with this strategy because we had put together like something, a European river cruise. And, um, you know, we were going to have like an in-person event in April just to get everybody together to, you know, to talk about it. And then, of course, COVID happened, the pandemic hit and everything shut down and we couldn't do that anymore. Um, and the original discounted group price for this was going to expire you know at the end of April and we contacted Ama Waterways and said look you know with the pandemic we're not able to do an in-person meeting and we really want to try to get this group we really wanted to encourage people to travel in 2021 which has passed now and we couldn't go again they first of all said no the discounted price is done and then I went further and just kept going up the line and we got it extended for an extra month. And so it was a brand new itinerary. We picked the essence of Burgundy and Provence, which they didn't even have a presentation on. Uh, it was brand new for 2021. Uh, they pulled, every, we said, look, we're going to get this group together. We're going to tell them that the special offer is going to expire. We're going to host the group to travel with us. And we're going to try to get as many people signed up. So they pulled things together very fast. They got us the, the PowerPoint presentation. And in fact, our BDM, Kathy Brock, hadn't even seen it. So we really pulled everything together very quickly. Um, we put it out on our Facebook. Our, we do an electronic weekly newsletter to our clients. So we really hyped it up that we were going to have this great virtual presentation that did people want to travel down the river with us. And, you know, everybody's at home. There's nothing else to do. So we scheduled the presentation with Kathy and we really didn't have, we had like maybe nine or 10 show up on the Zoom call that night, but we just put it out there that we're going with the group. It's going to be safe. You can travel with us. If there's any problems, we won't be going. So, you know, if we're going, you can go and travel safely with us and we'll, we'll host the group. So we recorded everything, put it on our YouTube channel and then just put it out there and said the special offer is going to end. In fact, we only had like two weeks left um, and we immediately like booked, I think initially 11 cabins, we're up to 15 now. And we couldn't go in April, but the same group of people and more have added on and we're going March 2022. We just moved it. That's incredible. I was going to ask for the update. That's so great to hear that the same group is going to go mm -hmm. too and they're all still interested. We haven't lost anybody. With, which has been amazing. I mean, people are so desperate to travel and they all thought we, we all thought we were going to go this year as well. So, yeah. So, so Carol, now tell us a little bit about your experience. Cause I believe that you, you kind of took some, some hints from Emer in this whole well, process. I heard that Emer had done this and it did sort of get me thinking, all right, I could probably do this too. What is it though that I want to do and put out there? A lot of my groups in the past have been river cruise groups. And yet I decided, I actually, I think I read an article in your publication listing the top five or top 10 places that people wanted to travel. And uh, one of them was Greece. And I thought, okay, if I'm, if I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna pick something on this 
top 10 list of where people want to go. So having decided it would be Greek and the Greece and the Greek islands, I started researching suppliers um, and really did quite a lot of research on suppliers because what I discovered is that in the Greek islands, you know, there's a lot of cruise lines that do it, but, but, but a lot of the cruise lines that do it are bigger boats, right? And so if you're on a boat with 3,000 people, you know, there's 3,000 people getting off on Santorini on a tender. That's probably not the greatest experience. So I ended up choosing a supplier that um, I felt comfortable with that had a smaller ship. I went with Celestial Cruises. I attended all their video training, a couple of live trainings, and then had an extremely long chat with their BDM, who was super gracious and answered all my questions. And so then I booked myself for May of 2022, and I then did two things. I went to a couple of friends, one of whom is a guy who's led five, as a, as a Pied Piper, as five groups for me. So I went to him first and said, do you want to try to get together a group? And he was like, no, I'm just not up to it right now, you know, as, as a business owner. But, you know, we've become over the years very good friends. So I, I, he said, but I'll come with you. I said, great. And then I invited, personally invited another friend, a couple. They said they'll come with us too. Great. And then I also put it in my weekly uh, electronic newsletter, which we call an e-zine at Gifted Travel Network. I put it in a couple of days after these two couples said yes. Literally when I sent out the newsletter within five minutes of that newsletter hitting people's mailboxes, I had two bookings. No kidding. No kidding. Wow. The other two couples that I had personally invited, contact, one of them contacted me the next day and said, can I tell people about this? And I said, sure. And so then he started telling people about this and they started booking. And then honestly, from there, it just turned into every cabin I booked, somebody else booked. Um, this was last November. It was actually the week before Thanksgiving or the week of Thanksgiving, a time when you would think people would be so busy with Thanksgiving. But, you know, I guess in the middle of the pandemic, people weren't busy with Thanksgiving. That's the point, right? <laughs> Nobody went anywhere and, you know, a lot of people stayed home. So from there, what happened basically was that every cabin told somebody else. And now I have not only clients that I know or friends that I know, but now we've got friends of clients that I've never met. And then friends of those people that I've never met. And in fact, I'm still booking cabins for this thing. I actually had an inquiry yesterday on this, uh, who may take the last suite in the ship. Nuts and bolts strategy wise, one of the things I've done when people contact me is the first thing I do is tell them about the suites. I figure there's no point at starting in the bottom and going up. Um, and now there's only two suites left on the ship out of the 30 suites. I think I've booked almost all of them. Wow. Um, <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah, it's awesome. So now we're up to... 37 cabins have booked almost 65 or 70 people. I can't really tell you right now, honestly. I booked a good 20 cabins, 20 plus cabins just that week of Thanksgiving. And then in January, a very old friend that I'm only in touch with on Facebook that I literally have not spoken to in 20 plus years. 
on instant messenger said to me, so where are you traveling when this is over? And I said, oh, I'm going to Greece on a cruise with a bunch of- Do you want to come? (laughs) Do you want to come? That old coworker not only booked a suite, but she brought six other couples with her who all booked a suite. I think the moral of the story is people are anxious to travel. I researched the destination to make sure that this was a place that people were really anxious to travel to. Uh, Definitely a bucket list destination. And I made sure the itinerary I chose included a lot of bucket lists within that bucket list, Santorini, Mykonos, you know. And then I personally invited people. I put it in my newsletter. Uh, which if you're not sending out a weekly newsletter, that's like um, marketing 101 at GTN, like at Gifted Travel Network. Like you must send out a weekly newsletter. And even if only a small percentage of people read it, it's still like the way they get to know you, like you and trust you. And so it has evolved very well. I'm now trying to build upon the fact that people have booked a cruise. Now I'm working on getting them to book short excursions, which with this company are eligible for commission. But I'm also working on capturing the pre and post uh, nights and I'm working on capturing air. And, uh, you know, the people who are all booking suites, of course, now we're all interested in business class air, right? So um, as are a lot of people who maybe were never interested in that, some of these things before, they feel like I survived the pandemic. I stayed stuck in my house for 15 months. I deserve this, right? My advice is, For anybody who wants to do the come with me strategy, research what you're going to do well and feel very confident. Now, I have not actually sailed with this cruise line before, but the amount of research I did, I actually felt really pretty confident in it because confidence is what sells, right? So if you're going to start talking to people about a cruise line and a cruise they've never heard of or a trip they've never heard of, you have to feel super confident in the supplier. The key is also to personally invite people. I didn't take out a Facebook ad and try to fill a group. I called people or texted them or instant messaged them on Facebook and said, hey, you want to come with me? And I put it in my newsletter for my uh, clients and prospects. And so as a result, I have a really nice size group, which will uh, travel in May of 2022. And now, uh, you know, I think that I have not only booked a group that will bring me some income, but I now also have widened my net mm-hmm. of clients because now I have clients who are friends, who are friends, who are friends that I would never have had a reach to in the past. And those people will remain my clients. I will try to work hard to make sure they will remain my clients. And that's the other really exciting aspect of this to me. More questions after the break. The Humans of Travel podcast launched last year with a simple goal, to zero in on some of the most exceptional people in the travel industry, to hear their stories and get to the heart of who they are as people, the highs and the lows that make them human. My name is Emma Weissman, and I'm a senior editor at Travel Age West, and I'm thrilled to announce that Humans of Travel is back for 2021. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts, and subscribe to be in the know for when we release new episodes. Looking forward to the conversation. Carol, what you were saying about personalization and, and, you know, taking that personal approach with clients is so true. I was just on the phone with another advisor this week, and we were talking about how 
European travel right now is very confusing. And she took a tactic of calling suppliers, reserving space, and then calling clients that she knew well and saying, I have space reserved for you. And four out of five said, book it. That's a great idea. That's a really great idea. I think, you know, I think there's a hesitation right now for people in booking because it is so confusing. And, and I even think that hesitation even maybe extends as far as I'm not sure if I should call my travel advisor because I don't know if we should really do this. Mm-hmm. So to actually put some space on hold and then call a good client and go, listen, I know, you know, in 2019, we were talking about you going to Italy. Well, guess what? I have some space and here you go. I like that. That's a great idea. Yeah. It's also interesting, Jamie, what you said about the personalized approach and Carol, you mentioned Facebook ads. So it's very easy for somebody to, you know, pay the $20 and get a Facebook ad. But I was just reading a headline today in the smart brief for the travel professional e-newsletter, which I highly recommend everyone sign up for. It kind of just aggregates articles specifically for travel advisors talking about an increase in scammers pretending to be travel advisors and travel agencies and calling people up and saying, Hey, here's a free cruise, or here's how to do a free vacation. And it's like, you, you need to trust somebody. And so if you have that personal connection with them, you're so much more likely to book with them rather than if you just see an ad and blindly go and sign up for something. So I think that was a great, great tip. Well, and you know, Emma, I have a, a tip to be a successful travel advisor in general that connects to what you're saying. Be a reliable human, not just in your business, but in everything. If you volunteer for an organization and say you're going to show up on Saturday to do a volunteer task, show up. If you do what you say you're going to do, if people know you to be solid and reliable as a person, then they you are creating trust that will, will draw them into your travel business because they know you're trustworthy, then they don't have to be clients to come along on a, a come with me groups strategy. They just know that they can trust you and they feel that and then, then they want to come with you, so. Good tip. So true. And Wendy, you've been waiting patiently to tell your story. Let's hop over to you because this is kind of a domino effect. And I know that we're talking about Emer and Carol. And then what happened with your story? I love listening to their stories. So I'm so happy to be sitting here because, you know, being relatively new, I learn so much by watching and listening and, and, and talking to my colleagues who have more experience than I do. And it's just invaluable. And even though I've heard these two great stories already, I learned something every hearing them even a second time. And, you know, in my group experience, I have done two groups. Um, I, they, they, one was a true come with me strategy. The other was a Pied Piper in that I had an organization that, that was finding the people and leading the people. But if I think about it, it really was a come with me strategy too, because I was going to host, you know, I was going along. I wasn't just sending people on a group trip, even though you know, we were all affiliated by a school actually. So come with me when the people were really talking about this during the pandemic, and we were all thinking of ways to stay relevant with our clients, right? Nobody wanted to hear about travel, but we didn't want to go dead. And so a lot of us were doing virtual nights and 
hosting wine tastings and food, you know, cooking classes and just to what Carol said, coming up with bucket list presentations of bucket list trips to just take people away for an hour so they could do something different and have something to talk about rather than Netflix and dream of travel again. And I started thinking about doing a Kenya night and this was last September. And I started thinking about it and said, why don't I throw a trip in and see if people are interested because we all needed something to look forward to. So I did a virtual night um, and took people on a wonderful tour uh, out on safari in the Masai Mara and Amboseli National Park, as well as spent some great time in Nairobi and then offered them the opportunity to do it themselves. And by picking a bucket list trip, by keeping it really focused on the trip, again, I had this presentation at the end of September by the week of the first week of December, I had all 12 slots booked in full for July of 22. And it's just what we've all been talking about in that it's come with me. If, you know, I know Kenya really well, they want it. They know how I travel. I know how they travel. I have some repeat travelers from other groups. So I just really made it personal. And as we're talking today, this whole come with me strategy is like rely on me right? As Carol said, it's about be a good human. And as a travel advisor, we're here to answer people's questions and guide them, sometimes figuratively in terms of guiding them on trips, but then other times to actually take them somewhere. You know, I like to say that one, we're in the surprise and delight business, but I really think we're in the instilling courage business too. And you know, people are really nervous now and we need to help light the way on the right place to go or not go for now and in the future. So that's how I got my Kenya trip in the come with me in 2022. And, you know, some of the pointers to answer the question that the person asked, I mean, some of the things since I didn't start this till 2018, uh, you know, it's kind of pre, during and going forward pandemic, the, some of the things that I think are most important. And I only plan trips to places that I am really passionate about. I don't have to have been there before. Um, sometimes I have, sometimes I haven't, but you have to be passionate about it because excitement is contagious. And if you're excited about this, come with me and we're gonna have a great time, people will feel that. And it just generates more interest, quite frankly. And as I said, for Kenya, that really is a bucket list trip. And the trips that Emer and Carol have are bucket list trips too. So given that people all needed something to look forward to, um, you know, we're all going big on wonderful places. I only work with partners that I trust implicitly, people that know me and people that know how my travelers like to travel so that I know when they come back to me, they're going to give me something that I think my travelers want and importantly is gonna attract the travelers that I want. They may not be clients yet. I may not have had the opportunity to meet them yet, but I wanna make sure and attract that. Sometimes I get one proposal, depending on where I'm going and what I wanna do. And sometimes I get up to three. And my 30 years of corporate America have taught me, put together an RFP, a request for proposal, jot down who, when, what, where, what are deal breakers, you know, any ideas you have so that anybody you give it to starts with the same thing. It may go off in different directions. And that's the beauty of getting different people thinking about it. You get a hive mind and then you end up at best. Now, as we talked about, you know, you can align with a group, this Pied Piper idea. 
or you can do it on your own. And they both have their advantages and disadvantages. You know, if you align with a group of some kind, you've got a mailing list and somebody else is responsible for finding the people. And if you do it on your own, you're on your own, but that's okay too. I tend to only do small group trips of maybe up to 12 people. And so that's worked. So as I said, I've done it both ways. Um, Unfortunately, I had a Galapagos trip in 2020 that's now been postponed till 22, but, and it was like, we were dressed for the prom and ready to go at the end of March. And uh, you know what happened with that. It'll be back. I also, I go through every inch of the itinerary. I know all of us do that with our itineraries for even, you know, any client so that we really know and make it ours. But then you can also get really excited about it. And also, you know, kick your marketing in there. Use beautiful pictures, you know, use lots of adjectives and mouthwatering detail about the hotels and the cooking classes and, you know, make them really feel it and want to try it on and want to come with you. In terms of launching, I found making a big splash with a virtual night really seems to work well. And I love to co-host it with my DMC or, you know, someone from the partner company. You know, no one knows Greece like your Greece DMCs. And, you know, it just makes it that much more authentic and they can give you that much more detail. And then you've got two people for your travelers to rely on, right? You've got, you can build trust with them. You can see that you work well together. They can see you work well together. And then, um, you know, working, uh, you know, you, they just feel that much better about it. You can do something to augment it, like a, a, a food tasting or a wine tasting. I tend to keep it clean so that people are focused on the destination. And then we can talk about the trip. That's what works for me personally, but other people do it differently. I also think that, and this is something I learned from someone at GTN, offer an early traveler discount, you know, an early bird special. Everybody loves a deal, you know, even on a $12,000 trip, offer $300 off or something, you know, whatever works to incent people to sign up, but be sure to add that cost into your base cost of the trip. So you're discounting it and giving people a deal, but you're not out money that you're leaving on the table. And if I could make a side note just on cost too, and this was a real learning area for me, my first trip that I did, I essentially took a bunch of really nice people on a great trip and broke even. I didn't even know half the stuff, the very first trip I did on what to do, but you know, work in the cost of your own travel and that of a companion if desired. Make sure you think about marketing and postage and costs like that. If you're gonna do group meals or a welcome reception, think about that negotiate your commission, add a fee if desired, because you're going to be working and it's taking you away from other clients and you'll figure out, you know, we all figure out what works for us, you know, and if a partner, if you've taken off a canned tour off a shelf and then use that as your chassis and then customized it, um, that's great. But sometimes you can't add in with some of your partners. So at GTN, we have this wonderful feature where they'll handle They'll put together the landing page for you. You can do your, um, you can, they'll take all the payments and then they'll pay your partners and they'll pay you. And there's a small fee to do that, but that's a really nice feature so that you can, you can be flexible that way. Carol talked about this, pre-sell it to special clients and make sure they know they're special and follow up personally because it's you they're going to travel with. And people love to know that they're wanted. You know, people always ask me where I decide to go on trips. And quite frankly, I don't have a formal structure. 
But I do, I, I go places I'm passionate about and that I wanna go or go back to. I ask my key clients that have traveled on trips and I explore offers and suggestions from some of my key partners. Um, so for 22, I've got Kenya, Greece, and maybe a Bhutan trip over New Year's, which would be amazing. I think I just started working on that one. And 23, I'm thinking, you know, south of France and a reboot of that Galapagos trip because those travelers are going to be ready to go. So those are some of the key things and just what gets me really excited about what I do. And I just love that travels just cracking open again so that we can we can keep going where we're going. Absolutely. So one area that I wanted to touch on, and Emer, I want to kick this back to you. We've touched upon it a few times, canceled plans. And I feel like this is something that every advisor is dealing with in some way, shape, or form yep. multiple times. And Emer, you very successfully moved your group mm-hmm. to next year. Can you talk about how you did that and how you talk to clients about that sure. and keep them excited? Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's key. We managed, we really managed expectations. I mean, from the very get-go, from the first presentation that we did, we were extremely transparent. We said, look, none of us know where this is going. None of us know what's going to happen. We hope we're going to be able to travel um, in April. Um, we encourage, in fact, we didn't even get any pushback. We, we got cancelled for any reason. Trip insurance, we made sure everybody was set up. They just paid their deposits. We set things up and managed the expectation that there was going to be no more payment due till the end of the year. We weren't even going to be looking at airfare. So this is just to hold your spot on the the ship. And if for any reason things change, then we'll move it to another time. We didn't know when because we really didn't know. Um, And so we just communicated frequently with everybody as soon as we would have an update or people would see something in the news or, you know, we would say, well, we still don't know yet. You know, we'll keep you updated. We do, again, the weekly electronic newsletter, and most of our clients will read that too. Um, and then as soon as we did have an update, you know, we had gone ahead and uh, put together the love, beautiful pre-land option in Paris for some travelers. Some wanted to go to Geneva and then the post in Barcelona. So we'd already started all these excite. We were keeping people excited. And then, you know, once we, we were holding out for as long as possible and we were coming up to final payment date and we just, we, you know, Amma Waterways were amazing. We just got on with them and said, look, this really, you know, nobody would make a decision, right? Nobody wants to say you were canceling because they're trying to keep, you know, their expectations. So they were amazing. We said, look, can we pick another date? Can we keep the same pricing? And they said, sure. We moved it from April April 6, 2021 to March 24th, just a week earlier next year. And then because it was a new group booking, we were able to keep the special discount again. And so we've added more uh, cabins on in the last couple of weeks. But we were just really transparent and just said, look, we're hoping to go. Our plan is to go. You know, if there's any way that we can go, we're going. But if we can't, then we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Um, And I wanted to say something Wendy said, when you work with really good suppliers and you have confidence in them, that's key. And also just being, you know, being like Carol said, being a good person, being transparent, being vulnerable and saying, you know, I'm so sorry, we're not going to be able to do this. But, you know, here's, we we, we made sure we, everybody had the best case scenario that even if they did cancel, they were only losing, you know, whatever it was that, cancel for any reason, they were losing 70 or 25%, whatever it was, but we were really clear about that. 
that's yeah. Transparency is key. Absolutely. You know, I have a lot of people asking now, where are people going? It's the number one question I get. And while this is not group specific, I've been posting where people are going, you know, an intrepid couple is going to South Africa in July and, you know, a couple's in Iceland for 12 days now. And um, those are all true. And, and we're the couple that are going to intrepid couple going to South Africa in July, but that counts. And I booked it. And so, you know, people want that reassurance and cultivating the relationship. And I'm almost a year out from the Kenya trip. And while I've been in touch with people about their passports and just checking in and their birthdays and things like that, it's going to be time to think about flights. And I had a colleague who was in Kenya a few months ago, go to this one store in Nairobi and get me these wonderful keychains that, and she shipped them to me when she got home and I'm going to send them out with um, some things about the trip to just start to really keep that going. And, you know, it's a, this is about travel and wonderful experiences. And so just really keeping the business nuts and bolts together, but just making it special for people and showing that you care um, in an authentic way is just makes a world of difference. Definitely. Well, that about wraps up our episode today. Emir, Carol, and Wendy, thank you so much for helping us talk through all things group travel. Where can our listeners find you? My website is mckeetravel.com. Um, you can find me at Instagram on Instagram at, at mckeetravels, and that's mckeetravels with an S. And I'm on Facebook. At, uh, my business page is mckeetravel on Facebook. Awesome. People can reach me at Wendy at yourvictorytravel.com. IG and my website is yourvictorytravel um, if you want to reach me there. And you can find me on LinkedIn at Wendy Chambers. So if anyone's got any questions, happy to uh, continue the conversation and pay it forward a little bit. Good. And um, I'm Emer Coglin, and our company is Celtic Hearts Travel. And um, you can go to our website, which is Celtic Hearts Travel. Facebook is the same, Celtic Hearts Travel. And also Instagram, um, Celtic Hearts. Well, thank you all so much for being here. And thanks everyone for listening in. Please review, rate, and subscribe to Trade Secrets. You can find us wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you've got a question, we'd love to answer it. Please email tradesecrets at travelweekly.com. Bonus, if you email us a voice memo or recording of you asking your question, we may play it on the podcast. Our theme song is Sock Hop by Kevin McLeod. And again, if you'd like to get in touch, our email address is tradesecrets at travelweekly.com. We'd love to hear from you. Check out Travel Weekly's flagship podcast, The Follow by Travel Weekly. A follow, spelled F-O-L-O, is a journalism term that means to follow a breaking news story with more details and analysis. And on The Follow podcast, our reporters and experts will take a deep dive into the biggest stories and trends of the week. Subscribe to get the weekly follow or go to travelweekly.com slash podcasts.